Hey, Bachelor Nation. Welcome to the debut episode of It's All in the Roses, a podcast where two astrology enthusiasts break down all the loving, fighting, and rose-giving of the franchise. We're starting with Season 6 of Bachelor in Paradise. On this episode, we'll be breaking down all of the happenings on the beach during Week 1. I'm Susie. And I'm Kristen, and it's time to look towards the stars. Hello, listeners. <laughs> uh, this is It's All in the Roses. This is our first episode of breaking down Bachelor Nation through the perspective of the Zodiac. And we are astrology enthusiasts that wanted to look at our favorite contestants in a different way. And before we get down into the craziness that was the season six premiere, we're going to introduce each other because it's awkward to talk about yourself. So, Susie Garcia, why don't you go and introduce me? I will. Everyone, my lovely co-host is Kristen Perrone. I call her KP from time to time, so you'll hear KP all the time on the podcast. So Kristen and I actually met at Siena College where we both went to school. We both studied English, so we had a ton of classes together. And I feel like to me, Kristen is a friend that, I, I mean, I feel like all of my friends elevate me and push me, but Kristen... And I have similar professional goals. Mm-hmm. Would you agree? And I yeah. you you've always been that rock for me and pushing me forward. Also, I was like a mess in college, and Kristen <laughs> is the exact opposite of me. So oh, that's sweet we, to like, say, but <laughs> we balanced each other out. Like I would drag Kristen out to parties. And she'd be like, um, we need to like work on this story tomorrow and stuff. But I don't know. All in between. Kristen is now an entertainment writer for Elite Daily. Um, so she's a super credible source to be talking about all things Bachelor because she's actually interviewed and written articles on a ton of people from the franchise, to name a few, Becca, a recent Bachelorette, mm-hmm. Eric Bigger, another astrology enthusiast. Have you spoken to Sean? Sean Booth? I don't know, the blonde one. Yeah, Sean Booth. No, I haven't. I've spoken to four bachelorettes, uh, Sean and Catherine Lowe, and I think two or three random contestants. Amazing. Kristen is also our resident Virgo, so she's going to be the expert on all things Virgo um, moving forward. And that is Kristen. Yes, thank you for that excellent introduction. So now it's my turn to introduce Susie Garcia. Like she said, we met as English majors in college. And I think, I don't know if I've ever told you this, but one of my first memories of you is actually on like our freshman class Facebook page the summer before college. And I remember, I think you posted an introduction and I wrote back or maybe it was the other way around because we were both going into like the similar English field. And I don't remember what the context was, but I think it might've been something like great Gatsby related. And then we were both like, Oh, Gatsby words, Fitzgerald's something along those lines. That's and then, a very common <laughs> brand for us. Yeah. 
And then I just remember thinking like, oh, that's someone I could definitely see myself getting along with. And we weren't really friends until sophomore year, I would say. But then when we did become friends, it was very much like, I think with Susie, it's what you see is what you get, which is like the greatest in a great way. Like not sometimes when you say that it can be a little unflattering, but with Mm -hmm. her, she comes across as a very extroverted, friendly person who's always trying to find a way to connect to people. And I admire that about her a lot. She is a Gemini and she loves Dylan Barber on season six of Paradise. So you'll hear a lot about him from her. (laughs) Get ready, everyone. Yes. I already have my little pitch all thought of, but you'll hear (laughs) that shortly. And she currently works at an organization that benefits high school student athletes into getting better opportunities for college, for college, so scholarships and just more confidence about their studies. And she recently created her own little event for it. What, what was it like a fundraising event you said? Mm, oh, yes. Um, so when I came, I do a lot of workshop development and program development because we still are very much so in the startup phase. So when I came on initially, I partnered with an organization that refurbishes college dorm room essentials and gives them out to first generation students or like students in need. Um, so I was able to connect us with them. And last week we had a big going away shindig for all of our graduates and they all left with these college essentials, which I just thought is super cool. Like, yes, sustainability, let's do this. Yes, yeah. awesome. So. And that is Susie. And we also wanted to explain our own histories with the Bachelor franchise and our relationships with astrology. So for me, I first watched a Bachelor-related show towards the tail end of Allie Fedotowski's season. I remember her Hometown Dates episode. And I still think that if you're familiar with Allie's season... Chris Lambton's hometown date is like a Hallmark movie. So Google it if you haven't seen it. It's very sweet. <laughs> and then the first full season that I watched was Brad Womack's second season. And I pretty much have stayed consistent in watching all of the seasons, both Bachelor and Bachelorette, and fell off a little bit with Paradise in the past, but I'm more consistent now. And like Susie said, I write about The Bachelor a lot in recap form mostly, and I've interviewed a few people about it. So I'm pretty invested in it, and I have, I would say, a fairly good memory of what has happened and what kinds of people have passed through the franchise. And as far as for astrology, I'm a very proud Virgo. I think I relate a lot to the common definitions of it, and I found it very accurate of my personality. Mm. So I'm really excited to see how I relate to other Virgos on the show, how other contestants fit their astrology astrological signs typical molds so yeah yeah amazing so I'm definitely newer to bachelor nation I think I was aware well I don't really watch too much tv and there's a stigma with reality television so I feel like my whole life I've tended to stray away from that I would say I was aware of probably the first bachelor I was aware of was Ben Higgins Maybe because I remember all my friends being obsessed, like in love with Ben. I want to mm-hmm. say that was high school. And then the first season I watched all the way through was probably Rachel Lindsay's 
season of The Bachelor. Yeah, we had a group chat during that season. Yeah, so that was major for me, I think, just being in college and being surrounded by all these people that were so invested in The Bachelor and Bachelorette. I was like, I need to give this a try. I also really like the community aspect of that, just getting together with a group of friends every week. And I feel like that's something that's really continued for me. Kristen and I like make our own brackets and try to get all of our friends to join in. So they never do. do. (laughs) We are definitely the most invested. And this podcast is now another extension of that community building. Um, As for astrology, just something that's always been a part of my life. I think, uh, like Kristen, I very much resonate with the typical tropes of a Gemini. I think I am a Gemini poster child. And I really like reading, I guess growing up, I liked reading horoscopes weekly um, and not 100% being like totally thinking like it's the truth, but just using them as a guide. Like if something happened to me throughout the week, I'm like, oh yeah, I remember reading that something like that may occur. So I don't know. I just like the idea of them as another tool for guidance. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you as far as not necessarily living by your horoscope, but just thinking that it's a very good guide on how people work. Yeah, absolutely. And how you connect with other people. It's fascinating. Mm-hmm. It's like another one of those little personality tests you sometimes do. Have you ever yeah. done most? My office has to do one. We've done the anagram. That was a big thing in high school for us. Cool. Is that that one is like the numbers? The number. Okay. Yeah. I think I'm a four. I I'm a four too. Wow. Oh my gosh, that makes so much That's sense. <laughs> okay. Um, so moving on before we get into the breakdowns of the episodes and our Virgo Gemini move of the week. Just want to put out this little disclaimer that Kristen and I are very serious when we say we are astrology enthusiasts. We are by no means experts. We really work to learn a little bit more about astrology and the zodiac every single day um, because it's just something we're interested and passionate about. Um, During our episodes, you may hear us reference a book, and that book is the only astrology book you'll ever need by Joanna Martine Wolfolk. And then when it comes to reading the contestants, we're obviously only reading them based on their sun signs because we're not freaks that have access to their entire birth charts. Like it would be amazing (laughs) if we did, but I don't know how we would ever get that kind of information. Yeah. And as we'll mention later, we can't even find some of the less popular contestants' birthdays. So that is information that we're going to try to find later as we go in the season, but we'll see. Totally. So before we get into the Bachelor breakdown, a little recurring segment that we want to do every week is our Virgo or Gemini move of the week. So something we've done in the last week that is just very fitting towards our sign. So for me, Virgos are really detail oriented. So I definitely take a perfectionist approach to having all my facts straight and making sure I've heard as many perspectives as possible. So right now I'm writing a book draft. It's set in Manhattan and Queens. And because I'm from New York, I already kind of know the geography pretty well, but Queens, I don't know as well as Manhattan. So I spent time this week looking up train routes and journey times and real estate prices because 
making sure that all those details are accurate and make sense is important to me because I know that I, if I was a reader reading something set in a place I was familiar with, I'd want it to be as accurate as possible. So that's a little Virgo tendency of mine that definitely comes through in creative writing. You are literally wild. Like that's <laughs> the reason why I'll never be able to write a book because I just wouldn't even think to look into all of those little details. By the way, everyone, this is Kristen's second book she's working on in the past year. Or would you yeah. say last Yeah, last I started the first one last June. To clarify, it's not published or anything, but it's <laughs> in like final draft stages. But while waiting on others' feedback on that and just to have some space from that, I started another book project. So that's what I'm doing in my free time. It's amazing. She's the next bestseller, nationwide bestseller. <laughs> All right. My Gemini move of the week has not happened yet. It may be more of a Gemini situation of the week. So like immediately following the recording of this podcast, I'm going to meet up with my two cousins who are visiting from California. I've never met them before. Um, The rest of my family is currently abroad in Mexico. They will not be back until Saturday. So I literally have these two cousins in my house and I'm like working all day and like we've just never met before. So I'm really relying on my extroverted tendencies to just keep me going. I don't want to get fatigued. I want to come off as the cool cousin. So this is going to be like a four day thing. I'm stressed. (laughs) I didn't realize it was just you hosting them alone. Yeah. So like two weeks ago, my family was like, hey, we're going to go. Are, are you coming with us? I'm like, I have a job. I can't just do <laughs> like five days notice. Um, and thankfully, um, today is the first day. I thought they were initially flying in on Monday. So I'm kind of getting a little break. But um, we'll see how it goes. I think it'll be fine. Cool. We'll see. So now what we're all here for. The episode breakdown of episode one and two of season six of Paradise. Tonight you started kissing all your friends. Kiss, kiss. Kiss, kiss. I just thought it would be a good idea before we go into the actual happenings of the episode to just kind of give a quick rundown of the contestants that we've seen so far. Um, So we'll say their name, what season they're from, their sun sign, and then I want both KP and I to give our initial one word impressions of their time so far on the show. Okay, we're gonna start with the boys. First up is Blake from Becca's season, and Blake is a Taurus. Kristen, what is your one word peg for Blake? Tears. Hmm, that's a good one. I, I'm just going to go with mess. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Second, we have Dylan from Hannah's season of The Bachelorette. And I think Dylan is a Gemini. I feel like I remember him posting something about a birthday weekend right after my birthday. So I think he's a gem. Okay, mm-hmm. people, what, is, what is your hot take? supportive because he replied to our Instagram tag. <laughs> yeah, he DM'd us. He's already in our DMs. Um, I'm just going to say Dylan is perfect. Now, 
Here, I'm going to go into my little, my little rant on Dylan. I'm already tired of Bachelor Nation being like, well, we slept on Dylan last season. Dylan is like the king, blah, blah. Like, no. There were people from the beginning who loved Dylan, me. And now everyone is going to try and hop on this bandwagon, and I'm not here for it. Dylan needs to recognize the OGs. How do you feel, KP? KP, you're one of them. Yeah, I would say that is very accurate. I think by nature the most normal people sometimes get sideswept on the bachelor and bachelorette but then paradise is often their time to shine you know what that's actually true um alana was texting me the other night like wow really like dylan he's so normal i'm like yeah but i feel like i was on the bandwagon because i liked him just like physically because that's really only all we saw of him physically mm-hmm. on the bachelorette so i decided to follow him on social media and he is brilliant on social media like i feel like that's where i got to know his personality you know yeah yeah we love dill we love dill more on dill later next we have derek from jojo season and paradise season four derek is a sagittarius Casey, what do you think i would say I'm trying to phrase this because we have so much knowledge of him from the past seasons, but a little questionable. He did get engaged on his last season Mm -hmm. of Paradise, and that ended about a year after they got engaged. So it is a little sketchy for him to return, but who knows? We'll have to see what he brings this year. True. I feel like I can't think of a one word here. But I feel like Derek is just putting out a lot of feelers right now. Mm-hmm. I think he, he so far had a pretty uh, like low-key week, in my opinion. Whatever. All right. Next, we have Kevin from Hannah's season. We don't know what Kevin's sign is. <laughs> so if you happen to know, let us know. <laughs> my one word for Kevin would be muscles. Oh, good one. Kevin, my one word for Kevin is just indifferent. I, I'm indifferent about Kevin. I'm waiting for him to show us something. Mm. Nothing he did, like, surprise. I don't think there was any substance to anything he did, really, this week. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Next, we have Wills from Becca's season and also season five of Bachelor in Paradise. Wills is shy. I think he definitely gives me Virgo vibes. He's one of the ones whose birthday we can't find, but he definitely seems to be very chill in social situations and kind of shies away from big group settings. So if I had to guess what Wills was, I would say Virgo, but we'll see. True. My word for Wills is going to be go-getter. I do agree that he's shy, but you know, we had that little kind of confessional moment where he was feeling himself. He was, Maybe like talking himself up, giving himself his own little pep talk. So we definitely saw a little bit of the go-getter. Didn't really pan out for him, but we appreciate Wills. Ah, next we have Cam from Hannah's season. Extra. Same. Okay, yes. Dude, some of the things he said were just unbelievable. Apparently, he likes to judge women's wifely qualities or women's just qualities as a woman by how motherly they seem, which is eh, 
Okay, Cam. Okay. Yeah, he is he is questionable. Next, we have a fave, JPJ John Paul Jones from Hannah's season. I would say this is technically two two words, and I'll explain it. Okay. I'm gonna say Kevin Bacon because we have several degrees of separation from John Paul Jones. Both oh, you and I through different God, people. Yes. Would you do you want to explain? Should I explain? I'll explain it vaguely. So we both know people that were in college with John Paul Jones. So but they didn't know him well throughout just Mm -hmm. kind of classes and by mention. So we don't have an AT or anything, but we have that um, connection. I have a relative at his college and apparently John Paul Jones is spending a lot of time on campus in the summer. So, you know, good on him. So, yeah. Yeah, we love JPJ. JPJ to me this week was just chill. I feel like half the time he didn't even really know why he was on the beach, you know? He was just kind of like around doing his own thing, <laughs> maybe talking to girls, maybe making connections, growing out with Kevin a lot. He's there to chill. And if love happens to find him, it'll find him, but it didn't seem like a priority this week. Not at all, no. no. But oh, that's okay, JPJ. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> Okay, next we have, again, I'm newer to Bachelor Nation, so I don't really know a lot about Chris Dukowski. He's a Virgo. KP, what you got? I would say classic. I remember Chris Bukowski's season of The Bachelorette really well. He was on The Bachelorette with Ari and Sean, and Mm -hmm. he was in the final four, so if he finds love on Paradise, that would make three of Emily's final four contestants in bachelor relationships since Ari and Sean are both married to women they met on the show. And I did miss out a little bit on his spinoff appearances. So I don't have a great memory of that, but I know that the fame really went to his head the deeper he got into the franchise. And even though the joke is that he's so much older, he's only Mm -hmm. 32. He was pretty young when he went on Emily's season. So now might be his time. We'll have to see. Oh, really? He's only yeah. Okay, so Bibby is 31. Mm-hmm. Annalise is 30, 31 as well, probably. I think Annalise is 34. Oh, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, they're all, that's very reasonable. All right, Chris. I'm here for it. Okay, and lastly, we have Clay from Becca's season. Clay is a cancer. What do you think, KP? Clay is... I would say also a little questionable. There are two sides to every story, so it's hard to kind of gauge whether Annalise's perspective as a friend of his ex is worth listening to over his own perspective, but we don't really want to take sides. We don't want to call anyone out for something that we aren't privy to in the way that someone in their life would be. Sure, absolutely. To me, Clay, my word for Clay is stress. I feel Mm -hmm. like Clay has always stressed me out. There's something about his personality. There's like a nervousness to him. And now given this situation with Annalise and everything, I don't know, I'm just waiting for something to, for a blow up to happen. I agree. I think we have been seeing a lot more of him than we ever saw in Becca's season. And some Mm -hmm. anxiety is definitely lingering. Yeah, totally. 
All right, let's move on to the women. First, we have Hannah G from Colton Season. Hannah is an Aquarius. Smiley. Very fair. Mm-hmm. Um, my word is flighty. Flighty? Like, yeah. Oh, okay. I could see that based yeah. on what we've seen. Based on what we've seen so far. This this is a one-week impression. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. All right. Moving on, we have Katie from Colton Season. We also don't know her birthday, but oh, I would yes. say Katie, Katie is solid. She seems like a very good friend to the other women, and she seems pretty realistic about how paradise works and in promos she's been seen saying that she doesn't need a love posse she just needs one person to love so she's not really looking to explore a lot of people it seems she just wants to find that one connection and work on that yeah I like Katie realistic is a good word for her mm-hmm. I like that next we have Sydney also from Colton season and we do not have her sign hmm I would say background because we don't know a whole lot about her either. She wasn't really on The Bachelor too much, and that has proven true in Paradise so far too. Correct. Um, I will say though, I think my word is going to be extra, not as much as Cam, but and maybe some of this is from Sydney's time on Colton season. I just don't vibe with her Mm. everything she does is a lot but her phrasing her expressions it's it's a lot for me next we have Taisha also from Colton season and Taisha is a Virgo Mm. I would say homegirl I mean she's not my ultimate homegirl on this season because we'll go into that but as a Virgo now that I know that's what she is I'm starting Mm -hmm. to see a lot of similarities She has kind of flown under the radar when it comes to the Blake drama. When she found out what he was allegedly doing, she kind of stepped away and said, I don't need to engage and deepen the mess. I'm just going to move on. And I really admired that. And I think she'll be a mature force as the season continues. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. For me, I think my word for Tasha is refreshing. Again, mm-hmm. I didn't really watch Colton season because it, I had no interest after like an episode or two, but I was just so impressed by her. All of her interactions with everyone, the friendships she's developing with the other women as well. She is a breath of fresh air, truly. Oh my God. Next is Demi, also from Colton season, and Demi is a Pisces. My word for Demi is memes. memes true true that um my word for demi is boss Mm. i like that everyone um we also we kind of see her like um giving advice to a couple people like guiding people at times she's just really awesome i like demi She's she's in control of that beach. Mm-hmm. For sure. We have Onyeka from Colton Season. We do not have her sign. Onyeka is redemptive, I would say, in a positive way. She didn't 
get the greatest edit on The Bachelor after her conflict with Nicole. But it looks like they've resolved that. They haven't really addressed it on Paradise. And she seems to be a good support system for the girls who don't really have anyone. She was seen supporting Kaylin during all of this drama. I made a note about that. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And on The Bachelor, Kaylin's closest friend was obviously Cassie. And I think... Kaylin is really struggling on the beach without a super close friend to confide in. And I think based on what we've seen, Onyeka has stepped up to be that for her. Very true. Okay, next we have Jane from Colton season. No sign for her. No knowledge about Jane, really. (laughs) I would say the word for Jane is plain. Even though she went on her whole spiel about how she's not a plain (laughs) Jane, like, girl, you are. You really are. Yeah, I agree with that. Maybe I would say filler as Justin. She's a narrative device to fill up time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, next we have Annalise. She is from Ari season and also season five of Bachelor in Paradise. She is a Libra. Sigh. That's my word for Annalise. Sigh. My word is intrusive. Mm. It's just sticking herself in places she shouldn't be. Doesn't have to be. But sigh is a good one, bro. I feel like every time she comes on screen, I literally sigh. All right. Now we have Nicole from Colton season. She is a Sagittarius. Hmm. I want to say normal because based on her social media posts, I think she very much resonates with the viewers. I don't know if you saw, but after the news about Tyler C's date with Gigi Hadid broke, she kind of went on a Twitter multi-post about how people essentially need to move on if Tyler isn't going to give Hannah that time. So I think, obviously, we don't know the whole story. Nicole probably doesn't know the whole story. But she was just very firm in saying what she wanted or saying what Hannah should yeah, word. go. Nice. Yeah, I like Nicole a lot. I My word for her is exciting. And again, this might be because I just didn't really watch much of Colton's season, but I, I really enjoyed seeing her on screen. I think she's open to developing these relationships. I'm interested in her and Clay. I'm just really excited to see what Nicole has to bring. More Latinas. Let's go, Nicole. All right. Next, we have Kaylin from Colton Season. Kaylin is a Gemini. Mm. 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 I I think that's fitting. (laughs) There's a lot of perspectives to consider with this, but I do feel bad for her being in the position that she's in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, we'll leave it at that. Next, we have Bibiana from Ari season, from Winter Games, and from season five of Bachelor in Paradise. Bibi is a Virgo, and she has the same birthday as Kristen. Ooh, yes. So, Bibi is the ultimate homegirl that I mentioned. Even though, from what I've seen, we're not very similar. But in Paradise, I think her inner Virgo does come out. She's a little shy in making connections. I think she 
doesn't like to be assertive in love, which I get. And also, I think that she's starting to get a little tired with this whole process, but she's using it as much as she can because it is a unique opportunity that if you're at a certain point of your life can really work well. I agree. I agree. Um, my word for Bibby is just help. Homegirl needs help. She needs to find that support system mm-hmm. on the beach that's going to push her to start making initiatives. And we saw a little bit of that in this episode. Um, and then lastly, we have Christina from Nick's season and also season four of Bachelor in Paradise. Christina is a Scorpio. T. <laughs> T. Spiller. Yeah, oh my God. Perfect. True. She didn't come to play. She did not come to play this. Nope. <laughs> all righty. And that is it. Those are all of the contestants who have arrived on the beach so far. Very excited to see who's to come and how that might alter things. And now I guess we're just going to move on into our breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the connections we've seen so far, how their signs reflect their actions at the moment, and what we think about the couples that are forming on the beach. Yeah. All right. So first up, we have Hannah and Dylan. Hannah gravitated towards Dylan after Blake went on a date with Tasha. It has been rumored online that Hannah and Blake hung out briefly before the season. Mm-hmm. Reportedly you know not. They did, no? Sorry? Did, did Blake also say, like briefly mention that they had talked a little bit? I think there may have been a, a really quick mention. There might have been. Plus, there was just a lot on the internet about people shipping Hannah and Blake. So it was a big deal going in. But obviously, Hannah found more in common with Dylan, who wasn't going to entertain the idea of other relationships. Yeah. Honestly, now, I love Dylan. I'm Dylan's number one fan. Dylan came on strong episode one. Mm -hmm. And now this is just me being a gem, but, like, that was a little off-putting to me. Like, he literally went over to Hannah and says, I am all in. I've had a crush on you forever. Like, let's do this. Um, I give him a lot of credit for, especially after he had that little confessional where he was like, you know, I'm not that bold when it comes to Mm -hmm. talking to girls. I don't know. I just, it was cool. It's working for him so far. I'm interested to see. How it goes. I will say, though, if Dylan really is a Gemini, which we, we speculate he is, I feel like he's not really throwing out that many Gemini vibes, you know? I mean, I do. he has mentioned that he's normally not that forward with girls. So mm-hmm. Hannah could be just the once-in-the-lifetime chance for him uh, to explore new feelings. He and say there is no tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And Hannah, as an Aquarius, she can stabilize a Gemini's likelihood of just bolting a situation that's scary. All right, word. word. But I feel like, who knows? Um, no, actually, no, you're right. Hannah, Hannah would do stabilizing. I was going to say, I feel like she's just been jumping around from like situation to situation, but I feel like every relationship she's developing has its own level of intenseness and she's taking them all 
like super level-headed, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And according to our astrology book, the Aquarius and Gemini love pairing. They're capable of quick-witted conversations and they have the potential to be good lovers and friends and they both desire harmony and companionship. I think it's important to be good friends and to have that companionship and then that'll develop into lovers or at least make like a romantic relationship like that much stronger. Mm -hmm. I think we see that Dylan from the beginning was like, I mean, they'd only had a couple of conversations, but he was vibing. He said they got along really well. And then, you know, they started to like get a little more intimate. So I can definitely see that progression from friends to lovers. Mm -hmm. And they're in a very similar point in their lives right now. They're both, 24 well Dylan we think might have turned 25 is he 25 now I'm not sure possibly Possibly. so they're very similar ages which could make it easier to transition the relationship to real life and I think that can be an issue for some bachelor relationships that in that bubble you get together but then you realize once you're out that your lifestyles just aren't compatible. So this yeah. could have the potential to be a lot more. Yeah. All right. So then we get a couple curveballs. Hannah is the hot commodity on the beach right now. So let's talk about last night when we had Wills's power move over here. I feel like in episode one, we didn't really see a lot of Wills, correct? Yes, we, we really didn't really know what his move was going to be. And then of course, He's like, I'm here to pursue Hannah G. So I don't I don't think we know what Wills' sign is, do we? We don't, but not he sure. strikes me as a major Virgo. I'm not sure if this actually happened or if I'm just making it up in my head. But I feel like I've seen people write that he is a Virgo. So maybe that's why I'm okay. getting those vibes. But he also, especially in the group setting, just gives me that persona and I think he comes in with a slight disadvantage because he didn't last too long on last season of paradise even Mm -hmm. though he was a fan favorite on Becca's season he was notably quiet and low-key compared to the other guys Becca really liked him but I feel like he also hasn't kept up with the bachelor circle as prominently as other people so I think nowadays because social media and bachelor events connect these people outside of the show he could come in with a brief disadvantage compared to some of the other guys that's a very fair point yeah will definitely seems to just do his own thing um yeah okay and then lastly i don't want to talk touch too much on blake because we have like a whole thing with him later but blake is also pursuing hannah or wants to pursue her in the week to come and she seems into it open to that possibility like as a tourist yeah should we just leave it at that and then we'll leave it at that and then dive in later all right so next couple we have is demi derrick demi and derrick have developed the beginning i guess of a relationship they're having fun they had a little pool makeout so demi is our sag is demi our sad no Demi is our Pisces, and Derek is a Sagittarius. So, again, according to our astrology book, a Sagittarius needs a pal and a Pisces a dream lover. 
um, but neither can really help the other out in this situation. Um, I agree. I don't see Demi and Derek lasting at all, really. I think they're initially attracted to each other, but I think it's definitely going to fizzle out when someone else comes to the beach. What do you think? Yeah. And most importantly, I know you came in on the first episode a little late, so I don't know if you mm -hmm. caught up with this, but before heading to the beach, Demi essentially came out to Hannah as queer and said that she had been in a relationship with a woman, but she was a little confused about how she felt yeah. moving forward. So she was moving to paradise and just seeing what would happen. So I think she could have the mindset that Derek is kind of just a fun guy to hang around, but we'll have to wait and see. Absolutely. I did catch up on that. And I just want to say, I feel like, uh, like the producers handled that super, super well. Like, Agreed. Demi coming out wasn't this whole big thing, like, oh, like, like the virgin stuff in the past or anything like that. It was just very mm -hmm. seamless, very, like, matter of fact, this is who I am. Here, I'm going into this. Um, so I hope we kind of continue in that same vein. I don't want it to be a big deal and, like, a big plot point. <sighs> yeah. All righty. Next, we have Clay and Nicole. So. Clay is our Cancer, and Nicole is our Sagittarius. So again, we're referring to this astrology book where our Sagittarius is flighty, and that's going to pique Cancer's jealousy. Um, and then essentially another like token for this pairing is that a Cancer kind of ends up smothering a Sagittarius on, on all fronts. They're better off as friends. What do you think? I definitely resonated with a line in our book which said that Sagittarius could have a spike of jealousy when a Cancer comes across as a little flighty. I think based on Nicole's actions on The Bachelor, she sometimes breaks down when things get a little tense. And as Annalise has alluded to when she was breaking down Clay's relationship with Angela, it sounds like he kind of broke down and bolted when things were getting serious. Wow. So we could see this pop up if they continue to stay together. How far did Nicole make it in Colton season? About halfway, I would say. Oh, she, really? Okay. She was eliminated after she clashed with Onyeka. Hmm. Ah. Okay, so that fight spiraled everything. Okay. All yes. right. Also to include in Clay Nicole is our girl Bibby, which I thought was random. Okay? I feel like there was Clay and Nicole were happening, but right before that, Bibby was like, oh, I totally think Clay is going to ask me out on this date, but we hadn't really seen them interact. Am I correct? Yeah, it was one scene where they were vibing. But to be fair, before that scene, I kept forgetting that Bibiana was there. In the premiere oh, yeah. episode, I completely missed her entrance. All of a sudden, she was there hugging somebody. And I was like, oh, okay, she's there too. And I really like Bibiana. I think she provides really funny commentary. But she's also relatable in the sense that she gets how scary finding a love connection can be. But I think 
that drags her down in this environment that kind of promotes the fast connections. 100%. And I feel like I had never made that connection with Bibby because on, on Ari's season of The Bachelor, she was very much like, Ari is my man. I'm going to do everything I can to like develop this relationship with him. On Winter Games, she was with the Australian alien yes. guy right mm-hmm. and she like kind of backed away oh word all right and then now on paradise last night she had that little wells came wells wells wills wells 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 came over with like <laughs> a little counseling moment mm-hmm. and he was like, well baby you gotta like be proactive you need to be out here talking to guys who have you talked to what have you done and yeah, that's when Bibby got all flustered and I was like, oh man, she's having a hard time out here, you know? Yeah, and as a Virgo. In her, they are, like she's gorgeous, she's funny, she's zesty, I just, she needs that push. Mm-hmm. And okay. as a Virgo, her compatibility with a Cancer, they are known to have a slow start, but they definitely have the potential for long-lasting love. But, and I can relate to this a lot as a fellow Virgo, Virgos are subtle in their actions, so they can come across as not being interested when they actually are, which is kind of the story of my life. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I can see that. I can see that coming into play here. Yeah, and I think that she definitely fits that trait. I think that she just struggles with making the grand gesture And as we saw on The Bachelor, I don't know if you remember this, but she set up that whole little telescope scene for Ari. And then I think Ari and Lauren kind of swept in on that. And then in true Ari-Lauren fashion, they were just like, oh, what's this? (laughs) Let's sit there. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah. To be fair, um, I've they've yeah. really grown on me as a married couple with their baby. Their baby Instagram is so cute. It's very cute. I like <laughs> shout out to Alessi. What a cute baby name. Alessi. Alessi. It is so cute. I, I really like them. They're like uh they're gold. like I love when they post the pictures of their house and how they've like decorated it and everything and the nursery just like the aesthetics are unbelievable um yeah I do they have grown on me they have all right next we'll we'll just we're just kind of going to glean over this one but we have JPJ and Anyeka we don't have either of their signs so we can't really read anything into it but episode one JPJ was like not that into it Mm-hmm. And then at the end of episode two, he was like, hey, I really like appreciate your time and like being around you. You're really chill. Weird. Yeah, I think he looks a little bored in the guys powwows, like in episode one, when they gathered to kind of see what everyone was feeling. He looked a little antsy. He was like, no, I'm in my suit. I just want to like run through the waves. Why are we chatting? So I think he might be there just for the fun of it than finding a connection. But as we've seen in promos, he's seen crying, he's seen yelling at Derek. So something I think does change for him to react so strongly. Yeah. I'm interested to see where this goes because we've only seen JPJ as that chill nonchalant guy. I can't picture him getting fired up about something or someone. Interesting. 
All right, and then we have our other very brief moment with Cam and Kaylin. Kaylin is our gem, and we don't know what Cam is, but um, this was very strange. Very strange. Yeah, I got the sense that Kaylin was panicking a little after, well, first, again, we'll go into Blake, but she was panicking about her chances of getting a rose, so she saw that Cam was into her, and Cam has been talking up Kaylin since he got eliminated on The Bachelorette, that's been no secret in his press interviews, but she needed that security of having someone that would keep her around another week, and as we've noted, Gemini's need love and security so Kaylin saw that opportunity she snapped it up and as far as what we think Cam is based on what we've seen I believe he could be an Aries Aries are energetic and they can be a little impulsive which as we saw in The Bachelorette Cam definitely did things without thinking them through or rather he did things without thinking about what producers beliefs would lead to the chicken nugget thing and the crashing of the group date, you know, you need producer's approval to do that kind of stuff. Literally the audacity. He is unreal. I just, I can't believe Kayla. Again, I know she's doing it for the security of the rose, but Cam is just a lot. Excited to see what next week brings. Mm -hmm. But also I want to say about Cam that at the beginning of Hannah's season, He was definitely a lot. He came across as kind of the more traditional bachelor villain in that he just took up a lot of time, bothered the other men with their antics. But then by the end of the season, after seeing the way Luke P acted, after seeing the way that Jed acted in the aftermath of the finale, Cam really isn't that bad compared to them. And obviously, we don't know his whole story, but I would say... Don't be so tough on ta- on Cam in your tweets. I mean, obviously, the tweets are fun. They've probably all grown used to becoming memes. But I would say give Cam a chance when it comes to Paradise Love. Yeah, yeah, we'll give Cam a chance. You're absolutely right. In comparison to those other guys, he is nothing. He is a chump. I just think... With the setting, with Paradise being on the beach and everything and these laid back vibes, Cam comes off as a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. All right. Should we do it? Should we touch on the big mess? Buckle down and do the it. All the fire. Is that what Demi calls it? The season? Yes, the dumpster, the dumpster. dumpster fire. Oh, man. Where to begin? Where so, to begin? Blake went into Paradise a year after finishing as the runner-up on Becca's Bachelorette season. And if you recall, when Becca's season wrapped, Blake was a favorite for Bachelor. Between him and Jason Tardick, people Mm -hmm. thought it would be one of the two of them. It was a bit of an upset when Colton became the Bachelor after Paradise. But then, as time went on, I would say Colton was a pretty likable Bachelor. He handled himself fairly well throughout the season fence jump is a whole other story but and then Blake definitely became a prominent figure in the outside world of Bachelor Nation and as the show detailed he briefly dated Christina last year kind of going into this year and then he also was at 
the Stagecoach Country Musical Festival back in April, and he reportedly, based on his telling, met Tasha there, and then it was implied also at Stagecoach that he first hooked up with Kaylin, and then the next day hooked up with Christina, or sorry, was that the other way around? Christina first, yeah, and then the next day he went and hooked up with Kaylin. Mm-hmm. And then the next morning after his hookup with Kaylin, Kaylin apparently saw him messaging Hannah G in bed next to her. Hmm. Can I just say this whole episode was like just an ad for Stagecoach? What yes. is Stagecoach? <laughs> I know what Stagecoach Stagecoach like takes place where Coachella takes place, but it's all like country music and like why would you ever do that to yourself? Yeah. <laughs> no they were all Very like, true. out of their minds like drinking. But yeah, what what a mess. So then coming so then, to paradise, Kaylin tells us that Blake essentially told her to keep this whole thing a secret between the two of them and that everyone else mm-hmm. is aware of his history with Christina. No one knows about Kaylin. And then he goes and asks Tasha out on the first one-on-one date. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Major. All right. And then Christina arrives, takes Blake out on a date, but uses the opportunity to call him out on what he did because she res- she expected more respect from him, which is totally understandable. Oh yeah. He kind of begins to shatter when she starts calling him out. They return to the beach, and then Kaylin uses that opportunity to basically yell at him for shaming her and treating her like a secret. Mm-hmm. Which, like, that conversation needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, he, yeah, I'm just happy it did. Can we go back to Blake and Christina's date? Mm-hmm. That was just unbelievable. Like... Blake just gets such on the defensive, you know, but he's also so stubborn about his stance. Like he was unwilling, which is very Taurus, like Mm -hmm. so unwilling to see things from Christina, from Kaylin's perspective. And that just shocked me because he's good guy, Blake, you know? Right. It was unreal. Really, really unreal. And as far as the women's, signs play into this whole debacle like we've said Tasha is a Virgo Virgos stay out of conflict but if it's needed they'll assert themselves which I think Tasha did when Christina had spilled the Blake tea Kaylin had spilled the Blake tea instead of confronting him she essentially just stepped away from him dusted her hands of him and Virgos also dissect facts to learn the yeah. truth which I think she definitely did when she heard the other women's stories Yeah, she's great. She was very level-headed about the whole thing. And I think when Blake eventually does come back and maybe try and rekindle something with her, she will have no problem being like, you did this, this, and that. I want no part in being with you. So Mm -hmm. I like Taysha. We like Taysha. And as a Scorpio, Christina hates dishonesty. Mm -hmm. She hates passive people. And she can be stubborn. And I think through her dedication to making sure Blake heard how she felt. That's definitely true. And 
Scorpios can have a temper that really upsets others, which we saw on her date with Blake. Her yeah. her recollection of the event really upset Blake, so that already put him in a vulnerable state when he returned to the beach, and Kaylin took him aside. Definitely. So, Kaylin, Kaylin, who is our gem, and again, gems try to impose their point of view on others, which is something we did see um, in Kaylin's interactions with the other girls on the mm-hmm. Um, and part of this is mainly because no one knew about Blake and Kaylin before. This is the right. first they're hearing of it. So, of course, she she has this blank slate to tell everyone, like, okay, this is this is what happened. Hear it from my side, which is like, how are you not going to believe her, you know? With Hannah's involvement in the whole debacle, she kind of flew under the radar once Dylan swept her up after Blake picked Tasha over her for the date. But Aquariuses are idealistic humanitarians. So I think Hannah definitely tries to see the best in people, which is why she may entertain the idea of rekindling things with Blake. But I think because of how affirming Dylan is towards her, that probably won't go so well. Yeah, I think she'll definitely try. When when Blake pulled Hannah aside and had that little setup for them, you could see the thought, like, on her face you know she was definitely processing mm-hmm. everything he was saying to her and I agree I think she's going to give him like in a way the benefit of the doubt and see where things go but I don't think it'll let any connection between them will last too far but yeah yeah and before mm-hmm. we head into some of the standout funny moments of the night I think we should address Blake's social media reaction to episode two. Correct. So Blake released, um, I think first it was a post on Instagram where he was saying in notes, screenshots from his notes that um, essentially he felt that he was backed up into a corner. He had no other choice but to release these text messages he received from Kaylin because he wants his side of the narrative to come out. And this is the only avenue he could think of to do so. So in his stories, he posted a series of text messages he received from Kaylin during Stagecoach. And then I believe a week before Paradise started filming. Yes. We were in contact. Yeah. Um, and the texts essentially have Kaylin persisting on their stagecoach hookup which when they discussed it earlier in the episode it came across as being a mutual decision so the screenshots of Kaylin's text with Blake during stagecoach have her pushing for sex and Blake initially is against it his one text reads we can cuddle but no sex lol Kaylin's response yes sex only sex Blake's response, I willpower. So it kind of continues like that. You can find the screenshots of text on various news outlets. Yeah. Blake ultimately deleted the text because people were attacking Kaylin as a result, which isn't cool. Yeah. So it's a lot. Blake kind of disrupted Kaylin's privacy by sharing them, but it also tells a different story than what Kaylin was telling on the show, which proves that 
everything that happens should be taken with a grain of salt because ultimately these editors have control of the narrative. Yeah. True that. So it's an unfortunate situation for both sides and it's tricky to talk it all through. So we're not going to try to deem which one's the hero, which one's the villain in the scenario. Cause that's just non-existent. Right. But as we've seen, Blake doesn't handle this kind of stress well. He was kind of a hot mess towards the end of Becca's Bachelorette season. And we saw a lot of the same nervous Mm -hmm. and unsure Blake when all of his secrets spilled out. He does need to take responsibility for the consequences of hooking up with two women within 24 hours. But as for this whole mess, it's a lot. All right. On a lighter (laughs) note, we're going to move on to the random little highlights of these two episodes. Just kind of didn't really fit the connections part, didn't really fit the messes, but little nuggets of gold. So at first, I, I put down here Demi as narrator which was everything to me. Yes. Have you ever had a contestant kind of consistently narrate like that? Yeah, it happens every now and then. Wells was definitely the narrator on previous seasons of Paradise. There can sometimes be the one guy that's essentially just used for narration, like um, Tanner Tolbert from well he met his wife on paradise but he was on caitlin's season of the bachelorette he was very good at funny commentary so every now and then you do get a great narrator and demi definitely steps up to the plate she's amazing she's just like and again going back to my boss comment i feel like demi is just omnipresent she is everywhere she knows everything about everyone and has all the hot takes i love it i truly love her And going along with that, Wells has stepped up to be everyone's therapist. And I feel like we've seen so much more of him in only two episodes compared to what we saw of him on last season of Paradise. I love Wells. He is one of my favorites in all of Bachelor Nation, really. If you've been a fan of him since JoJo season, there's a great piece that Emma Gray and Claire Fallon, the women behind the Here to Make Friends podcast, Mm -hmm. wrote after his bachelorette elimination that was essentially explaining why people loved him so much because he seemed so normal. I think the way they described it was he's that guy in your broadcast journalism class that's just friends with everyone. So I have always loved Wells and I love that. Kristen, yeah. who, who was a guy in your broadcast journalism class that was friends with everyone? Is there someone you can pinpoint? Not friends with anyone. I wouldn't say the name on air. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so I know who it is. Yeah. Well, there wasn't really that one. Well, eh, no. But I feel like I we'll know who it is. I know who it is. I know. Who it is. <laughs> no, we'll talk. We'll talk later. Don't need to say more. Um, yeah. Yes. Wells. Wells. Wills. Wells, Wells. Wells, Wells, Wells. Wells, Wells, Wells. Wells was just our, he was amazing. He was supporting everyone. He held it down. That practical Taurus vibe. I loved it. I hope we get to see more of it, honestly. Definitely. And congratulations to him and Sarah Highland for getting engaged. Honestly, amazing. 
Did does that did that happen at the beach? I Not this beach, no. Not that beach. Okay. I think it was a vacation they took afterwards. Oh, that's lovely. No, I'm really happy for them. They've been together for years, right? Almost two, I think, at least publicly. Oh, okay. Cool. I like them. Yeah. And finally, Jane fed JPJ tacos, and JPJ did not react well to them. I could not believe what I was watching. (laughs) I honestly still don't even know what that, like, was it too spicy? Is JPJ allergic to a kind of meat or fish or a vegetable? Like, we just didn't even get clarity. Then again, maybe some uncooked fish in there. That's also very plausible. See, that's what I think it has to have been. You don't throw up because something is so spicy. Yeah. Jane is all, oh, I love hot sauce. I love hot sauce. (laughs) I honestly think it had to be like, maybe it was like a weird fish taco. That was the strangest thing I've ever seen on TV. Ever. It was the classic JPJ. (laughs) Also, like, I feel so bad for Jane. Like, this is her effort in flirting with JPJ. And he goes essentially in front of everyone. I feel so bad for her. I have like no interest in her. She's gonna get eliminated, but I feel so bad. Um, and you know, JPJ just took it, took it as it came. I'm fine. Yeah. It was so. (laughs) It was so strange. All right. You do you, JPJ. You You do do you. We love you. Yeah. And so next week, we have the rest of week one's rose ceremony to look forward to. And men such as Jordan Kimball and Mike Johnson come on into the beach. Two very, two men that everyone is looking forward to seeing. Interesting that they're both coming in at the same time. I feel like it's, you know, they're so different. It's going to be amazing. Mm. I don't think they'll clash at all. No. I honestly forgot Jordan was going to be on the season and I am so excited so excited do you think jordan and jpj will be friends i could see it you yeah yeah they're the perfect brand of irrelevance irreverence (laughs) really (laughs) so that was it that was our first episode of it's all in the roses Thank you if you've listened this far. <laughs> Obviously, we're still trying to figure out the flow of the perfect podcast, and we wanted to make sure we introduced ourselves to you guys before delving into the meat of the show. So future episodes might be a little shorter. But thank you for listening, and let us know what you think and offer friendly critique, suggestions on what you want to see discussed. Help and us find out some birthdays. Yes. We, we want to dig into everyone. We need birthdays. We need these sun signs. Yeah. And catch us next week. Every Thursday, next week, we'll be delving into week two of Bachelor in Paradise. See you then. Bye.